This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. been through something that you're thinking, all right, I know you say in the word that you don't ever give me more than I can handle, but God, if this ain't more than I can handle, oh man, but then you handle it by his grace and you wake up the next day and you may not wake up with enthusiasm and excitement about facing it, but you wake up with the ability, you wake up with the grace and it crushes you at times because it has to, because all who live godly, all who desire, key word, to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Pastor Robert makes sure we are aware that we will face persecution in our walk with God. If we're seeking His will for our lives and then stepping out in faith on His path, we'll ruffle feathers, but we aren't alone. God promises to stand by us as we do His will, and He gives us strength that we need to endure anything. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. The implication here, guys, is that if you've ever worried about tomorrow, if you've ever worried about your bills, if you've ever worried about your job situation, you were serving mammon. In that moment, you were bowed down before an idol not serving God. That's convicting. I would bet that most, if not all of us, at one time or another have worried about money, about material things, about the job, about, you know, these kinds, they've worried us. And we've tried, you know, as if somehow we had the power to change tomorrow. We've tried to deal with it today. Jesus said, you can't do it. You do not have the power of God working in your life, that enabling grace, you don't have grace for tomorrow. You have it for today. He says you need to leave tomorrow in tomorrow and deal with today. That's all the grace you have. I've thought a lot about this because I have to tell you, as I've shared with you before, had God told me everything on the day that... I was choosing whether or not to start Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If the Lord had showed me the whole picture, I'd have said, no. God, I'm not strong enough. There's no way I can do that. I remember the first time I was asked to preach. I think the pastor knew me. Maybe the Lord spoke to him. I don't know. But I found out I was preaching, sitting out there like, I mean, what if I did that to you, right? I just looked out and said, oh, by the way, Next Sunday, Carl's going to be preaching, or James. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what he did to me. I'm sitting there. I am. Everybody looks around at me, you know, like, he got you, didn't he? Because how do you you weasel out of that at that point? He's just announced it to the entire congregation. 
Now, unless the Lord speaks clearly to me, I promise I'll never do that to you. Because I wouldn't put anybody through what I went through that day. But I think he knew that if he asked me to do it, I had to wrestle it through with God. I did not want to do that thing. I did not want... This is not natural for me. It's not natural. I tend to be an introvert. I'm not a crowd person. I don't enjoy the spotlight. I don't, I don't enjoy the attention. I don't enjoy it. I do it. And I enjoy doing this now because I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. You understand? Thank God He doesn't leave us where He found us. He changes us. He melts us down as the little chorus goes, and He remolds us into a useful vessel for His Spirit. He can make fruitful and then reward for that which He has done through us. What an incredible thing. I don't think Paul knew everything, because I don't think any human being could consciously and deliberately say, oh, yes, God, I want to be beaten to the brink of death repeatedly for you. Shipwrecked over and over. and Oh, the thought of spending a day and a night in the open sea and watching the show. Oh, yes, God, bring it on. No. And yet that's what he tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He tells us that that's what he endured. He says, I was beaten five times. The 39 lashes that the Jews could give, five times. Three times they beat me with rods. They stoned me and thought I was dead. On another occasion, I've been imprisoned over and over, shipwrecked three times. He doesn't even talk about the thing about being snake bit. That would have been enough for me. One snake bite, and I'd been, all right, God, get somebody else. Can't handle the snake thing. No, I don't think he knew everything up front. In the grace and mercy of God, He doesn't do that to us, does He? He hasn't told you everything. He gives it to us in increments. He gives us today that which we can endure today by His grace. Have you ever been through something that you're thinking, all right, I know you say in the Word that you don't ever give me more than I can handle, but God, if this ain't more than I can handle, oh man. But then you handle it by His grace. And you wake up the next day, and you may not wake up with enthusiasm and excitement about facing it, but you wake up with the ability. You wake up with the grace. And it crushes you at times. Because it has to. Because all who live godly, all who desire, key word, to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Why is that? Because if you want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, there are some things that are going to have to be crushed out of you. You know, one of the things that I found is just such a key thing that he has to crush out of us in order to enable us to live godly and become the man, the woman of God that we want to become, that he wants us to become. The one thing that absolutely has to be just squeezed and ground and crushed out of our lives is fear. He will not leave an ounce of it in you. He loves you too much. One thing you find in this passage is that Saul had no honeymoon with Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? When you come to Christ and there's just that, oh, I can't believe you've saved me. can't believe you love me, that you've rescued me from myself. You're just so good. And there's just this season of, 
overwhelming joy in His presence and just this awareness of His goodness. And every prayer you pray, He answers, and everything does. Just It just seems to go like clockwork. I mean, He just... Just God just moving, and for most Christians, there's a honeymoon period with the Lord Jesus. It may only last a few days, a few weeks, whatever. We don't see any honeymoon here. He immediately begins to suffer. Immediately. He starts to preach Christ in the synagogues, and immediately the Christians are like, wait a minute, isn't this the guy that came to kill us? And even though they're listening, they're keeping him at arm's length. I mean, really, if he came walking in here, would you embrace him with open arms? I wouldn't. Wait a minute. I'll listen to what you have to say, but I'm not letting you get close enough to put those shackles on me. And the more he preaches, the more the Jews get mad. Because they're thinking he's come with letters. He's come with authority to remove these Christians from among them. And instead of removing them, he's supporting them. And pretty soon they're trying to kill him. Talk about a man with no country. He's an outcast. A man who has absolutely no choice but to speak the truth that he's been given, but nobody is really embracing him and listening to him. But he has to go on. He has to continue. And so he does. And he ends up having to leave, let down over the wall in a basket, alone. And he has to flee to the desert, to a hilltop, probably in the area that is referred to in the Old Testament as Midian, that we know today as Saudi Arabia. And for three years, it's just him and Jesus. We don't know any more than that. That's all he tells us. Nobody was there teaching him, explaining things to him. He was just studying the Old Testament Scriptures because that's all he had. Finding the Messiah as the Spirit of God ministered to him and taught him. And he unlearned all these things that as a Pharisee he was so sure of. And now he's having to disregard all that stuff and be taught by the Spirit of God what is true concerning Jesus, his Messiah. He comes back, and as he comes into finally Jerusalem, and he's there, and he tells us in that same passage in Galatians that he spent two weeks with Peter. He didn't really get any time with the other apostles, but he literally moved in with Peter, and for two weeks, he's just hanging out. Fifteen days, he's hanging out with Peter in Jerusalem. But the other Christians there in Jerusalem, they were afraid of him until Barnabas. Thank God for a man like Barnabas. Barnabas steps up and says, guys, you need to listen to him. Just listen to what he has to say. It's real. And so he has the opportunity finally to share. And he opens up. But you know, it's striking because even though we know he didn't know everything, he knew enough. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.